the last three years, we've had 14 kids signed to the CFL. Wow. So 14 kids that weren't good enough to be drafted, 14 kids that got drafted weren't good enough to stay, or 14 kids that the CFL didn't even know about. What's up, everybody? I am fired up. We got another episode of Prime People coming at you today. We have a homegrown hero who actually went out west, won two championships on a national level, and has come back to take the Beef Eaters program to a new level. My man Jesse Maddox is with us today. Known Jesse for a very long time. One thing I can tell you about him, he's got a huge heart, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to football, and he shares the goods today on where his mindset's at, how he has already taken the Beef Eaters program to a new level. The amount of interest in the program and the amount of people that are signing up for it is unheard of. So many good nuggets of information for you, not only football, football related, but when it comes to discipline, taking people you know, who maybe think they're one thing and giving them a platform to really take their skills to the next level. I can't wait any longer. Let's go inside and meet him. What is the Beef Eaters? London Beef Eaters is a nonprofit football organization geared at helping kids um, with the age bracket of 17 turning 18 to yep. 22. Can't turn 23 during the season. So we're kind of we're kind of in that thresh of being done high school, um, maybe not going to university or not sure, or maybe need to upgrade. We're kind of like the JUCO system of Canada. Okay. Junior College of Canada, really. Okay. And it's funny, right? Because, I mean, there's a big Netflix documentary out there right yeah. now called Last Chance You. Yeah. I'm probably the freshest non-educated person when it comes to football, but I watched the first two, and it was a pretty interesting dynamic to watch, yeah. right? You know, comparatively to, to that series, is your football program kind of a step up for people to say, hey, you know what? You might be super passionate about this. Maybe you're in a spot where you need to make some decisions on the next steps in your life and you're there to help them with that structure? We got a, a wide range of kids at all different levels. So we got yeah. the kids that just don't want to go to school, they're trades guys, yeah. fine. We got the kids that don't have the grades that are upgrading right now to yeah. get into school. Some of them are you know, at the point where they've gone to school, they don't like the school, football didn't work out, yeah. now they have to sit out for a year and play for us. Some okay. of them uh, academically ineligible. Um, we have kids at almost every situation right now leading to that point. Some of these kids didn't get the looks out of you know, high school for university, so now they're using us as a platform to create film, yeah. create more of a structure and build it so they can get to their next goal. Okay, Let, let's stop there for a second, right? Um, what does that mean, not getting a look from... You go play at a small school down in, let's say, Woodstock. Yeah. Um, you may not have... Western in your backyard the same way you would playing at Western every day. Okay. Right? Or some of the other universities, you know, if you don't have, you play receiver, you don't have a good quarterback throwing you the ball. Yeah, it um, is what it is. It right? is what it is, right? Yeah. And sometimes coming to a program like this, kids will play one or two years for us and they'll use this as a platform to use as a next step. That's pretty incredible. Because I mean, the one thing that I got from, from understanding how the JUCO system works in the States is, again, like, the way things have been run for the last 40 years is just very system driven. You almost yeah. got to know a guy to get to where you yeah. want to get in life. And it's closed a lot of doors for a lot of people in yeah. business as much as sports. So that was probably the first thing that jumped out at me. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Like it's giving people that that opportunity to shine that have, you know, a very like a wide variety of life stories. Right. Could be really well educated and just just didn't have the looks or whatever it may come to and now we live in an age where you know creating that film or 
creating that narrative of story has never been so prevalent, right? Like us being able to sit down and do this, I literally would have had to contact the news or this would have been a $50,000 production, yeah. but you know, we've got a system where we're able to put. Social media's it's opened up a whole new platform, right? And that goes into recruiting also for these kids where you know, they're creating Huddle Huddle is a program that all our kids now, we upload all our game film up on. Okay. And they could literally break down every clip, create their own highlight tape, and it's now what they're using to submit to universities That's coaches. bananas. I didn't even know that was something out there. And some of these kids are so tech savvy, they're probably taking the film they're and teaching creating me still. little mini movies yeah. out of them too, right? Like it's it's pretty wild, the access. Um, and then, you know, let's let's take that as kind of a platform and a framework. You know, you and I go back a long ways, mutual friends and connections. Yep. You know, Chad Stewart, he's not on camera right now, but yep. shout out to your suit guy, Chad, if you're looking to get fitted, talk yep. to him. Um, but, you know, Chad's been a friend of mine for a long time where beautiful mind when it comes to football, super passionate, very knowledgeable, more knowledgeable than I'd say a lot of professionals that I see talk about it on TV or hired because they have a pretty face. You're the same thing, right? Where I, I've always known of you, you know, in the football world from everything Chad's told me and you've got this you know, wealth of knowledge that you can pour into these fresh minds. So is that kind of why you started down this path of? You know what, I uh, I played for the Beefeaters. Um, I think we won two or three games in four years. Right? Wow. So I was also a kid where we didn't have the coaches, we didn't have the players. We I was playing offense, defense, all specials. Like it was, yeah. you know, go into the season 240 and leave the season 215 because you're just out there doing it all. and. You know, and now coming back to the beef eaters, like I've been out west coaching men, which is almost a, a different bracket, but very similar. Um, you're giving these kids a second chance to keep going, right? And right now, you know, the beef eaters have been around for 43 years. Um, in 43 years, they've won one provincial championship and they've never played in the national. So coming home now to London, winning a couple nationals at the senior level, now being a part of here, I mean, me playing here, this means a little bit more to me because now it's, I want to turn this around. I want them to compete now, yeah. but I also want them to realize, you know, it's not about you, it's about us and yeah. we're building something big here and that's what we're trying to do. And it's funny, that dynamic, like that team dynamic I see with our crew where if you can try to outgive each other, right, and not put yourself at the center of the universe, good things just start happening, right? Like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm offensive line and I really genuinely care that much about my quarterback that I put his interests above how I may look in that play. And then he's got my back the next time. It just, it, it all trickles down. It's so family, it's a, it's a culture, right? And right now, that's the thing we've been building since I started in January is we're trying to change what the past has been and we're trying to create a new future. And that's kind of the steps forward here. And you did it. Right, like you, you won some championships on yep. a pretty high level, and that's got to fire you up to come back to the beef eaters and be like, you know what, let's let's change the legacy of what it's been and show them that there's a different role. Well, we we did like I coached out in Fort McMurray. We won two nationals in five years. Um, you know, we lost four games in five years. Wow. Um, you know, the cool part about it at the senior level is no one really cares about that level. But we ended up pulling in and recruiting, and that was kind of what turned this all into what we did out west. And we ended up pulling kids from all over the country, all over the United States, out to Fort McMurray, Alberta, in the middle of nowhere. Um, we ended up, in the last three years, we've had 14 kids signed to the CFL. Wow. So 14 kids that weren't good enough to be drafted, 14 kids that got drafted weren't good enough to stay, or 14 kids that the CFL didn't even know about. Right. And, you know, did all of them stick? No. But I, I have a quarterback of mine that played for us. He's the second string right now in Ottawa. 
spot for the red blacks, right? So it's little things like that. That's why I do it because that's the cool part of it, right? And the bee feeders now we have, instead of them trying to go to the CFL, we're trying to help develop young men to be big boys, go yeah. to school, get degrees, become society members that are, you know, well-established, but also building something for more than just football, right? We're trying to build men. And you're taking something they're super passionate about and parlaying that into something else, right? Because, I mean, one thing that I know we agree on is, you know, having some type of structure and discipline is definitely something that helps you get there. You know, the, the adage, discipline equals freedom is very true, right? Because, yeah. I mean, if you and I were just able to do whatever we want, whenever we want all the time, yeah, we really. probably wouldn't be where we are today, right? So that's kind of part of it. And how do you translate that to young minds? Because, I mean, they're at an age bracket where, like, they're very, very much in, not jeopardy, but the standpoint they can go one way or the other very quickly, right? I found even with grown men that it's uh, it's kind of like sales, yeah. right? If you're selling the car salesman mentality, and that goes to football, you're selling a story that's not quite true, yeah. you usually get a team that's not quite true, yeah. right? You start selling a product and things start to happen the way you're saying they're happening and things start to develop the way you say and the way you're making people buy in, all of a sudden, when that starts to come together, the team comes together and it turns into a trickle-down effect. Mm -hmm. And right now, you know, we, we started with indoor workouts in the winter with 40 to 50 guys, which is just unheard of yeah. in the London Beefeater world, right? And, you know, we have today 67 kids on our roster. We only have 60 jerseys. Oh, wow. And we only travel with 50, 52 kids, mm -hmm. right? So realistically, we have right now competition everywhere. We have kids buying in, mm -hmm. and it's not just myself, it goes to our board. Our board of directors has been great, where they've kind of allowed me to steer a direction, take the reins, and they've supported me along the way, and it's been awesome. That's amazing. So, like, I guess, how does that work from a recruiting standpoint? Like, when you're drawing people from so far away, are you physically going to the cities? Is it relationships that you have that... You know, kids you're watching, like how does it's a bit of both. Like, I mean, yeah, I've been knocking on doors. Um, but part of it, what I've been doing out west is I've been coaching men, yeah. and a lot of these men have gone on to coach and do other things. Where now I have guys that coaching in Quebec that are sending me players. We have a kid coming down, he's already here, um, that's come down and he's from Sherbrooke, Quebec. Wow, right? Um, you know, I have a kid from Calgary, Alberta, mm -hmm. coming all the way out here London, to London, Ontario. Us, to London, Ontario, right? We yeah. have another one from Belleville, yeah. Queens area. Um, you know, the idea is these guys believe in me. They know what I'm about. So now they're promoting it to their kids. And yeah. now it's turning into more than that. Now the indoors, you know, we had about 10 kids that we couldn't get out last year. Yeah. Probably more. Yeah. Um, some of the top tier high schools, CCH South in London, we couldn't get kids for. This year we got 10 of them. Wow. Right? Like we are starting now to see where their friends are talking about it. They're passing it on to people they know. They're it's all friends. It takes. And now it's turning into, you know, we still got to put it together and we're a long way, but we have now the dynamics to compete now. Yeah. And it's interesting, right? Like you say, in, in my world, I mean, real estate is sales, where you're selling somebody based on, you know, this is what I can do for you. This is what I see happening. This is the way it's going to work out. You can promise them the world, but if it doesn't actually work out that way or you're not transparent through the process, you can burn relationships pretty quickly. You know, that that's something that's pretty interesting that, you know, you're in it for the long game and you've seen yep. what it takes. And it's not a, you know, get rich quick scheme where, you know, come on in, we're gonna win every game, we're gonna win the championship. Like, it takes time, right? And this is the thing, like I'm not paid to do this, but this 
But look at it like this. You've got kids that are coming in and buying into you. This isn't just for this year. This yeah. is for next year. Yeah. This is for the year after because they're going to go tell one, two friends. Who's going to go tell one, two friends? They're going to go tell their friends at South CCH, Clark Road, Laurier, all the high schools in London. And if you go get told a negative story about Coach Maddox or Coach Stewart or whoever, all of a sudden it usually yeah. bleeds, right? And right now we have kids now bringing kids out where we're turning kids away. Yeah. which says that so far we're heading in the right direction or the direction I want to go. Let's talk about that for a second because, I mean, you're a good dude. I've known you for a long time. I know you got a big heart. How hard is it to have those conversations and tell the kids that want to play that they can't play or the ones that want a jersey that they can't actually suit up or travel for that game? Well, it's like anything in life. I think, um, you know, we're, and I say this with a grain of salt, but we're not in the uh, ribbon-giving business like it's simple you you're playing a competitive sport for a competitive team you're playing with kids that are trying to go to the next level to university you can't just have everybody mm. um you know like i said we've had kids and we've taken kids that we see potential in them but then the ones that aren't showing up the ones that aren't putting in the work on the playbooks the ones that aren't in the weight room yeah. those are the kids that we're kind of shying away from because that's the mentality we're trying to get rid of and that's I mean, been i was gonna say just sorry to cut you off but i mean you're not making a decision for them. They're making a decision for themselves, exactly. right? But you've seen it enough times that... Yeah, we haven't cut no kid that showed up willing to work, but we have said no to the kids that think now that they see it all great and gravy three weeks before the season, then they want to play. Those are the kids that don't want. Yeah. Right. Unless and, you have a legit reason why you haven't been here or whatever reason. But, I mean, we have some bandwagon jumpers that just want sweaters that we're not for. Yeah, and I get that. Like, it's funny. I was actually, as you were talking, thinking about the Raptors run. Yeah. Right? And the amount of a lot of bandwagon <laughs> jumpers. I mean, it's all good, right? Like, supporting a community team is something. And if you want to jump on a bandwagon, I think the Beefeaters is definitely one that you can jump on now knowing the direction it's heading in. Yeah. You know, if you want to see what that path looks like. Because I think the beauty is in the struggle, right? Like, if you guys were, you know, top-tier team, every best player in the country, you won for the last 30 years, there's no story here. Yeah. But the stories in the fact that you're taking a program, turning it into something, it's yeah. starting to happen. You're seeing those glimmers, and you're like, okay, okay, I see that. Put your head down and work. Like, put your blinders on. Just yeah. get to work, win the games, and think about the long term. And it's got to be fun for the people that are in the program or satisfying to see that, oh, wow, like, we put in the work. We're actually seeing the results, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. We got good results, and it's not just the football operation side. It's the board. Like Jen and Rob Ann have done a great job of helping, supporting, leading the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. sponsorships, pushing for change, culture change, how we run our meetings, what we're after, what we're trying to do. Like those things make my day that much easier. Or Because you, you don't necessarily want to worry about them. You want to get Yeah, you don't want to do ball, it all. Right? You want to coach and recruit and take care of the operational football end of it, not yeah. say, man, I got to find team money and this and that. Like we've been light years above um, maybe where I thought they were. And it's it's been awesome. It's made it that much easier for me to focus on what I want to do. And get creative and see opportunities, right, in yeah. both the players, the program, and the system. Um, where do you guys play out of? Like, where are the games actually held? Right now, we're most likely um, playing out of Western. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with some conflicts there with schedules with Western season starting similar yeah. to ours, um, 
we will play our secondary games at Citywide. Okay, and then how does people go about finding out when you have games, or like, can people just come? Can the public come watch? Yeah, it's uh, public can watch. There is a fee to entry, um, but outside of that, I mean, you know, you could hit us up on our website, but I mean, I'd tell you Facebook's probably the best bet because it's got everything. It's day to day, and it's we got posts going on there all the time for communication purposes. The reason I say that is if you're actively watching this episode. You know, there's there's a lot of different things that you can do to support the V feeders. Who's talking about sponsorship? Like it is a nonprofit, right? And I didn't really know the details about this program before today. Hence, why I wanted to sit down fresh and go over it with you, because I think like people want to talk about actionable items to support their community. There's one where you're taking people that are going through a transitional period in their life. You could have a massive impact on them strictly through a sponsorship to a program like this. That could affect the way that they lead the rest of their lives and. You know, with the right discipline and structure, who knows where they end up and the lives that they impact. So, like, the trickle-down effect's pretty amazing considering the, the age bracket that they're actually in. They're at the heavy influential age bracket, right? That 18 to 20 is kind of, you know, these kids are, what do I do with my life? You know, yeah. am I working? Am I going to school? What's next? And that's kind of what's cool about this whole process. So. So where do you see opportunities or holes in the football game that, you know, you think that the beef eaters, yourself and your team have a unique advantage? You don't have to give away all your secrets. But. Well, I mean, we have some of the best high school football in the country. Yeah. The problem is we haven't had some of the best high school kids play for us. Yeah. Um, and that's part of a culture change that we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, we've we've rebranded our logos. Yeah. We've uh, changed up our colors a little bit. We've got new jerseys coming in this year. Um, you know, we're giving everybody a chance. So last year's last year, this year's this year. Yeah. But if you show that, you know, white is white and black is black, you're probably going to get the same outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So this year we brought back 10 players of you know, didn't make it through last year. Yeah. And I've given them a second chance because I'm the new coach and I, you know, last year's last year. But it's on them to keep it together. And I think that's what separates us from the rest is right now I don't have a problem with kids that have made mistakes because I've been that kid. Yeah. Um, I want the kids that are trying to achieve, trying to get, but also doing it the right way. We had a team meeting this week and we actually like every week we kind of go through like a mindset for the week. And this came up through one of my employees getting, you know, somebody's giving them the gears at a listing presentation yeah. and kind of try to throw them off course by making them feel not confident. And I said to the entire team this week, I was like, don't let anybody else label you, right? Like, don't try to be anybody else. You know, everybody's, everybody else is already taken. Just be yourself, right? And hearing you talk about these kids, like, you know, I made mistakes in my life. You talk yeah. about, you know, we've all made mistakes in our lives. Having people reach down and give you that second chance allows you to see the qualities in you that may actually be positives. You've been told your whole life that they're negative qualities, but maybe the fact that you're super energetic or you talk really fast like me is something that is gonna help you succeed, right? You just need the right community of people around you to support you rather than just say, oh, no, you're, you're that guy, you're just gonna sometimes, make that decision for you. Sometimes people get caught up in the big, the big thing, but yeah. really at the end of the day, it's about those small things. And sometimes the little approach, you know, how you present yourself, the way you speak, mm -hmm. how you look at somebody, those type of things uh, can change a lot and also how people perceive you too, right? So you may have made a mistake, that's, that's life. I mean, we all make mistakes. If you can look at yourself and say you haven't, then you got probably a bigger problem, right? So yeah. I look at it like I want those kids that made mistakes yeah. because those are the kids that I want out there, you know, supporting us and doing what we need to do. So not only that, but I find like some of the most beautiful, passionate, talented, creative yeah. people 
they're not vanilla, right? Like they come with quirks they're because to me. yeah, they've got <laughs> they've got fire inside of them, right? And it, you're way better off to have that inside and kind of rein it in and focus it than just not have it at all. Because I mean, you can't put it in somebody if they don't have it, right? No, you can't force people to either have it or they don't, right? And sometimes you just got to be that person to give them that guidance to to bring it back out, right? But in a good manner, sometimes is half the problem, right? Some guys got to learn how to express and how to do those little things that equal the big things later, right? So For sure. And you're, you're doing things on a pretty high level. So I, I want to thank you. And I appreciate you coming in and kind of chatting Pleasure about this. To people that are out there, like I said, like you hear the words that this man's speaking, like he's beautiful mind when it comes to football, the Beef Eaters program. I'm going to be watching very, very closely. Chad, thanks for setting this up. And, you know, go online, support these guys. They are local to your community and they are doing beautiful things. And before you know it, they're going to be at the championship and you're going to wish you got in early. Jesse, thank you. 43 years in the community. There you go, brother. Appreciate your time, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.